Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm Darren Wright here with Tim Beadle at the start of a new year. And we're going to talk about disciple making resolutions. How can we move forward as disciple makers? What can we think about and maybe shift as we start this new year? And Tim, what are, what have you been thinking about that? Well, happy new year, first of all, Darren. It's uh, here we go into 2022. Uh, as we look to the uh, past year, uh, it's just a natural uh, practice for most people to. I'm going to try something different or have a new priority or whatever it may be. Uh, I gave up uh, making personal New Year's resolutions years ago because I just saw the practice usually didn't stick. However, uh, I'm quite animated about um, New Year's resolutions for the whole disciple-making movement. So I've, I've got seven here, and you might have some to add. But uh, my first one is related to disciple-making in 2022. Uh, is to live with a deeper sense of urgency. Hmm. Uh, when we look at the world around us, uh, my my one son says, Dad, we're in the last days. We're in the last days. Whenever you hear about the changing weather and the Omicron and uh, virus. And, uh, uh, but at what point do we really get serious and make disciple-making uh, priority in our lives with a sense of urgency? So uh, that, 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 that's what I've been thinking about, uh, not living at a level of the status quo, but just ramping it up, turning the heat up, as it were, uh, and living with urgency. Uh, how, how does that one grab you? Oh, yeah. No, and, and for, for not necessarily just because end times, but just the times we're in, whether they're end times or not, you know, the decline in, in church attendance, the exodus of fringe people, and even the exodus of even some committed people from the church body, which which doesn't necessarily mean they're more engaged in disciple-making. I think there's an urgency to recruit people who are already believers to disciple-making lifestyle. And I would say that's, that's, I mean, you've really crossed into one of mine, Tim, where I really have been feeling an urgency. I've been really focused on evangelism, building bridges in our neighborhood. I still want to do that, but I think I need to really as well, open the door to recruiting more people into a disciple-making lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And of course, with people, um, Reevaluating their relationship with the traditional church, whether it's just uh, watching online or just being more of a casual observer, I think this resolution um, will, will cause me and perhaps you as well uh, to just lean in to banging the drum maybe a little louder, mm-hmm. uh, but being more intentional, I think. I, I think that's part of urgency is that you become more intentional. Okay, my um, number two was... Uh, can, can I interrupt just for one second, Tim? Yeah, Sorry. sure. Yeah. Uh, just back to the urgency there. We've talked about this off off camera, offline sometimes, and just how a strong call to disciple making lifestyle sometimes clashes. Yeah. You know, with the existing church. I know if you got a resolution coming up about, up about that, but that is something that's often helped me back from urgency. Okay. You know, my my concern of being being offensive, undermining the church, but where I'm feeling now, it's like I've got to do a clear call to what we're called to be and do. And in some right. measure, let the chips fall where they may. Okay. Well, there you go. That's just what I'm, that's one of my applications. Well, that's good. Yeah. And some of these um, resolutions, they will cause us to look at it from dif- different angles. Uh, but when you are urgent, if your house is on fire, <laughs> hmm. 
you have strict focus on what you want to accomplish before you can't get back into the building. <laughs> Clear priorities at that point. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, for some, they might have different priorities in terms of what's important. Uh, but for me, this sense of urgency, hmm. uh, in two weeks from now, I will preach on the mission of the church with Jesus as the head. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been at the church for over 13 months, and I'm going to lay out a disciple-making platform on the platform uh, because it's never been preached before in that church, as far as I can see, over the last 16 years I've been there. So for me, this is how I'm putting that urgency, uh, giving it some legs. Uh, my, my next one mm-hmm. is uh, just a deeper commitment to speak to God about others before speaking to others about God. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make sure that I'm not getting ahead of where God is in his... Uh, you know, in, in the fullness of time, a mindset that uh, Jesus came to save, to seek and save, that none may be lost. And he is always active through his Holy Spirit at bringing people towards himself. I just want to make sure I don't get in the middle or in the muddle of what he's already doing by simply going ahead and expecting God to bless what I'm doing without really consciously spending more time speaking to God about others before I go and speak to others about him. Mm, amen. That, that's so excellent, Tim. You know, one of our one of our practices here with twelve churches, what we call pray and pay attention. In okay. fact, that is our that is our starting point where we we intercede for people, we intercede for situations, and then we are alert to how the Lord may lead us and direct us in that. Yeah. And that's just a, such a helpful baseline. And you know how how it plays out practically. You know, it's interesting, Tim. We we pray for our neighborhood, we pray for our neighbors, those we know, those we don't know. And there's a out my back window here, my back office. There's another fourplex that matches ours. And uh, we know nobody in those two behind us. There's two side by side here. We know some people, those ones we don't. But yesterday, uh, walking Kristen to work, I just go for a little walk in the 30-some below to wake up. Uh, There is my neighbor out with his vehicle not starting. And I went over and asked if he needed a boost, and he did. And I brought my vehicle over and had got to know his name and chatted with him. And so now we've added another name, you know, to the prayer list. And and I've already, what was encouraging me, Tim, is I've already been praying for that fella. Even though I don't know him, by virtue of praying for this neighborhood and praying for those properties, and uh, that gives you a lot of courage and a lot of faith when you see open doors that you've already been praying. Yeah, you know, that's, that's wonderful to see that God's already active in answering your prayer before He even asks you to turn up in uh, <laughs> in the baby steps towards what may come in 2022. So, so that that's wonderful. Uh, here's another one. Uh, just to commit to a personal lifestyle of being a disciple before getting preoccupied in the ministry of disciple making. Hmm. Uh, just make sure I don't put the cart before the horse. And the calling on my life is to be a follower of Jesus, hmm. to walk as he walked. And because of that, an outcome of that will be a commitment to disciple making. But getting caught up in disciple making is never a replacement uh, for actually my one-on-one, life-on-life relationship with Jesus as his disciple. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I got to confess to him, I have a hard time separating the two. I mean, I know I'm a task-oriented person. I love the checklist and everything else. But the being versus doing tension is something I'm very aware of. Yeah. And I know the doing flows from the being. But I also believe and experience that the doing is inherent to the being. Yeah. That if there's no doing, that the being isn't there, you know. So, so I have a hard time, and I can easily get 
you know, think that by doing the stuff, I'm being a disciple. I think yeah. what you're saying, you're not just saying being a disciple, you're talking about your, your actual relationship with the Lord, where you actually... Yeah. Walking yeah. with the Lord, is that what you're referring that's, that's to? That's right, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, you know, by their fruits you will know them. So uh, being a disciple maker is a fulfillment of being a disciple, but sometimes the mechanics and getting involved in this and that and forsaking your first love, as it were, for the Ephesians, mm, yes. is just to make sure that my first that's love, uh, my first love is Jesus, and he's the one who has called me to follow him in this, I don't ask him to catch up to me in this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I think that really harkens back to your, you know, uh, the whole idea of listening to God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now the next one, uh, you sort of might have alluded to this, uh, but for me, uh, a resolution would be to imagine basic next steps for disciple-making within the traditional local church. Mm. Um you already talked about maybe where the chips will lie in terms of moving ahead. Is there hope for the traditional church in terms of turning the tide and getting people to have aha moments and turn on the light to truly understand what making disciples and make disciples is all about, Darren? Well, I mean, we need to separate the, the form and the function, obviously. There's, there's hope for the church, of course, because Jesus is the hope and he's unshaking. And really, bodies of believers that exist right now, there's great hope for them and us if we're willing to follow the leading of the Spirit in this time and place, if we're willing to be, uh, you know, people, men of Issachar who understand the times and know what's needed, yep. you know. But I think the hope, there is no hope if we're not willing to change. If, yeah. we, if we have a stake in the ground that says, we have done this and this is what we're going to do and this is the way we do it, there's not a lot of hope in that, in, in, in my mind, but there is great hope in having open hands in how we're doing, uh, fulfilling the mission to make disciples. Yeah, and I think personally, uh, you know, I have the opportunity to preach on this in a couple of weeks, but day in, day out, um, I think the conviction in my heart is to simply be the example we want others to follow. Like we are to follow Jesus, as Paul said. Follow me as I follow Christ. If I am following Jesus in a lifestyle of um, authentic discipleship and disciple making, then at some point others are going to notice, especially if I'm in a leadership capacity. Uh, and I think in the church today, um, as you said, uh, hope and also growth, we cannot stay stagnant. Uh, someone once said, growth demands a temporary surrender of our security. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really good. Wow. You, you know, Tim, as you're talking about this one here, one thing I, I met with our local church pastor here yesterday, who actually is, we're partnering with him in 12 church. So they're a very traditional, what I call standard church. Yep. You know, their, their goal is to have a big building, full service program, program. which is the exact opposite vision of us. Yep. And yet they're partnering with us. Yeah. And so that gives me a lot of hope when churches are willing to take a risk and, and encourage something that is really in some ways opposed visionally, but aligned in purpose. There's yep. hope in that. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I'm actually going to talk about partnerships. Uh, that was my last one, so we'll, we'll hold that off for a sec. Uh, another quote is, we cannot become what we need to be by remaining what we are. Mm -hmm. uh, when I read that quote, it really, uh, again, reminded me uh, not to become lackadaisical and to realize that as long as the Holy Spirit is working within us, conforming us and transforming us by the renewing of our minds, uh, into likeness of Jesus, that we are going to continue 
to have to desire change. Now, uh, baby steps is my pace, <laughs> uh, but change is always on the horizon. Uh, not only externally, as we look at the world today, we're, we're always pivoting to try to figure out what's going on and then uh, sort of uh, building a bridge as we walk over it. Uh, but within our life, we know better than that, is that uh, God is a, a change agent God. He He accepts us as we are, as Max Licato says, but he doesn't want to leave us in that condition. And therefore, just this willingness to surrender security and to understand that if we aren't growing, we're probably regressing in one way, shape, or form. That uh, for me, uh, just, just to try to be an example in the local church, uh, to have a positive witness and testimony about what the Lord is asking me to do in following and allow the Spirit to uh, perk up the ears of a potential audience in that regard. Oh, yeah. You know, change is really the issue. You know, one, one image that always comes to mind, and I think I might have got this out of the book, the old book, Call of the Wild, uh, with dogs. But I also spent a week with a fellow with a dog team out in the bush one time. And when you stop, when the sled stops for just a few minutes, the runners freeze into the snow. Mm. And to get the sled going again, you got to break the runners loose. That's right. And breaking the runners loose is hard. Hmm. And once you get momentum, it's easy. And I think that, you know, some of the radical changes we faced over these last months and years, hopefully for the church, for believers has broken the runners out of the ice. So we're Hmm. more open to change and more willing to try something different. And I think I see that happening. And I think with uh, the uh, COVID virus, it's forced us. It's almost like God is kicking us out of the comfort of our nest. And uh, we, we have to learn how to flap our wings in different directions, maybe develop muscles that we haven't used for a while. Uh, but um, I have optimism that this year we'll find the church doing well uh, because new opportunities are going to surface all around us. And uh, okay, here's, here's another one. And, and you might like this one with the whole uh, 12 church philosophy and mentality. Uh, and it's simply this less is more. Mm. Less is more. Uh, when I study, I, I've just been studying the, the life of Jesus again, and uh, he made it his pattern to spend time with less people than more people. Now, of course, he uh, preached on the Sermon on the Mount uh, and went into Jerusalem now and again, and he attracted big crowds, but it was his practice to slip away from the crowds, mm. not only in communion with his Father, but to really focus on the Twelve for those three years, as it were, when he finally called them onto himself in ministry. And then even within the 12, um, you know, that, that smaller group that he called with himself into the Garden of Gethsemane, um, he didn't mind spending more time with less people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tim, you know, I know it. <laughs> I know that <laughs> makes sense. I know it's right. But it's so hard sometimes. Isn't it? Yeah. You, you sometimes feel so guilty. I feel it in disciple-making I feel it in personal evangelism, where I have all these people I'm praying for. Some obviously want to spend time, but I feel like I need to spend time with all. And I even feel it, Tim, in a in a way of doing church that doesn't right now include Sunday morning. Yeah. When I'm not engaged in Sunday morning, you sometimes feel guilty. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> but anyway, that, that that's for me. Sometimes you can get lost in a big crowd and feel because of the busyness of the uh, multitude, then productivity and progress is being made. However, it's easy to be anonymous in a big crowd, to get lost in a big crowd. And there's a lot going on around you, but are we really making progress? So for me, I'm uh, making a resolution this year to intentionally uh, spend more time with less people. 
And uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. That that's a good challenge, Jim. Thanks. What's your next one? Uh, I, I'm down to the last one because we sort of overlapped uh, one that uh, I had put about discerning God's timing, okay. uh, allowing Him to take in the lead. So so my last one is this: uh, develop more partnerships. Don't go or do it alone. Mm. Uh, so uh, as I was reading through my um, emails today, I, I got a uh, email in. You probably did too. Uh, from the um, company that produces these podcasts. And, and all of a sudden I realized uh, the partnership that you and I have developed there, and even though we've never physically met, mm. I'm just looking here over, over the past year, uh, you know, we've produced uh, 44 uh, episodes have been published. It's almost a thousand minutes of content. And I think we just hit 2,000 downloads in the last couple of days as well. And okay. that's because of a partnership that, that has been struck uh, without the traditional way of just uh, being in someone's face and doing something together. Uh, I believe in the coming year, more and more, we need to develop partnerships with all kinds of people mm-hmm. uh, to advance the uh, culture of disciple making. Uh, how, how does that grab you? Oh, no, that, that's so excellent. Tim, I, you know, again, individualist, introvert, task-oriented, it's so easy to just focus in on my own stuff, my own way. But every time I've partnered with someone in any manner, it's always multiplied the effectiveness yeah. of what I'm doing and what the other person is doing. And so I think we need to be alert to that. And, and you know, as talking about praying, you know, early on about speaking to God first, I went to ask, Lord, Lord, what next? What next in terms of partnership? Who and what do you want me to partner with in this disciple-making journey? I think yeah. the Lord has some probably some pretty rich answers for us if we ask that question. Yeah. So there you have it. Those are my, um, basically we ended up, I landed on six, six resolutions for 2022 related to disciple making. Anything that's uh, perking your interest or uh, checking your spirit that we need to add to that list right now? Well, you know, I had some notes, Tim, about some potential disciple making resolutions that, you know, but they mostly overlap with yours. You know, I talked about praying and paying attention. I talked about finding someone else on a disciple making trajectory and joining with them. Uh, But one I, I added to that sort of overlaps, but not explicitly, just a commitment to continue to learn and be trained, hmm. to grow as a disciple maker, to be equipped and just understand that there are people doing some effective disciple making right now in these days, to hunt them down, to learn from them, whether it's podcasts or reading books or whatever, information's out there, and just a commitment to have regular input of that kind of equipping. Uh, because I feel like, Tim, in, in terms of you know, a disciple-making lifestyle, uh, you know, I feel like I'm in, you know, second-year Bible school level. <laughs> this is even after pastoring for, you know, 30 years. I still feel like I've got so much to learn and so yeah. much to apply, and I need to make sure I'm in that, you know, that teachable spirit through all of this time. Well, uh, this is probably a good time, Darren, just to thank you for how you've impacted my life through, through this partnership, disciple-making. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing where the Lord takes this, and also to see what other partners we both can develop uh, in the coming year uh, for this cause to which we've been called uh, by Jesus to go into all the world and make disciples, who make disciples and learning to obey everything that he's taught us, baptizing them along the way. Uh, but uh, thanks for your friendship. Uh, we're going to end, I guess it's a good place to land the, the plane, as it were, on this episode of Disciple Making. But challenge all of our uh, hearers today, uh, what, resolu- what resolutions for the coming year may God uh, have his finger on your heart right now 
and he, he wants you to pay attention. So until next time, it's uh, Tim Beadle with my friend Darren Rye, Disciple Making. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or ChristFollowerDNA.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.